Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly devil podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 268, and welcome back to my front porch. Uh, I've got a fireplace, a uh, fire going in the fireplace today, but a wood fire, you know, like I, I have to be honest. I mean, Patty got me this awesome propane one. I really enjoy it. I use it almost every morning. I really like it, but it makes me feel so suburban, you know, like I'm like, oh my gosh, all the effort to make a fire. And, and there's something about making a fire with wood that, to be honest, makes me feel just a little bit more manly or masculine. Like I chopped a bunch of my wood this weekend and I felt better about myself. I think there's something about dudes like go get in the woods and chop something down like and it gets all that I don't know if it's those endorphins or whatever but it got me pumped up and now like making a fire with the wood that I cut it's just putting it all together it's a beautiful thing so doing a wood fire you know uh, really does make me feel a bit better every once in a while I just got to reconnect with kind of my inner man that nature part of me that just wants to chop some wood or go fishing or hunting or something like that so anyway got a wood fire going tonight and it's awesome beautiful 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 night here and um you know, one of the things I was kind of reflecting on and thinking about was the how important disciplines are. You know, this discipline of sitting out here in the morning and at night to, as a way to kind of slow myself down, I didn't necessarily feel the benefits of it early on. Um, but the longer I do it, the more I start realizing it's changing me. Like it's changing me and I find myself a little more present with people, a little more slow. I'm, I, I think I'm learning to be a better listener. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's made a massive impact as I've committed to the discipline. Now here's the real interesting thing around disciplines. Discipline, we, we do disciplines all day long. A lot, I don't know if a lot of us would call them disciplines, but that's what they are. Like when you wake up in the morning and you pick up your phone and you dial in, meaning you look on Instagram or news or whatever it is, that's a discipline. Like you've disciplined yourself. You've kind of wired your brain to go, that's what I do in the morning. Um, and what I'm suggesting is I'm prone to want to do that. But what about trying to reframe all that and reframe the discipline and get after it? After something that I really believe over a long period of time is starting to shift things for me in a real positive way. Positive for me, but also I believe it's benefiting other people. So what I would say is evaluate your disciplines. What is it that you're actually doing consistently? And is that bringing life to you, life to others? Uh, If not, let's figure out a different discipline, you know, maybe sit on your front porch, shut up for a little bit, (laughs) look at the stars, listen to the birds and see, see what happens, see what God might do. So, uh, just, uh, want to say thanks. I appreciate every single one of you who continue to listen week in and week out, uh, to those of you who continue to give to this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for all of you who have bought the devotional, Really, really appreciate it. Uh, You can get your copy if you're interested on Amazon Front Porch Devotional. It's there for you. It's got a little journal on the right-hand side. It's got scripture and a devotional that follow with the podcast, which is kind of cool on the other side. So if you would like to pick that up, that is uh, much appreciated. I hope you really, really enjoy it. 
Okay, Ecclesiastes 3.11. Now, if you remember, Ecclesiastes is one of my favorite books in the Bible, mainly because it, it is a fairly bizarre book, um, and a little sporadic, a little chaotic, and that's partially why I like it, but it just has these like nuggets in there like, man, this is so, so very important. Kind of like Proverbs, but it's a little more, uh, a little more chaotic in some ways than Proverbs. But uh, Ecclesiastes 3.11 says this, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I'll read it again. Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. You know, one of the things that I miss most about being in California is surfing. You know, Cooper and I would go surfing uh, every weekend, and it was something awe-inspiring. Getting into the ocean um, was something I just longed to do. It was like there was something inside of me that just said, get in the water. And, and you know, we would surf year-round. So I'd be surfing during this period of time, all through December, all through the winter months. And I didn't care how cold the water got. I mean, I did, but I not enough to prevent me from getting in the water. Because once you kind of get that itch... And what you start connecting with what's actually happening out there, it's pretty special. But I remember this this one surf session um, where I caught this wave. We were at this beach called Doheny. Uh, Doheny is usually a pretty mild wave, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, it got a good good size sets. And so I caught this wave at the perfect time, and I rode this thing. Now, if you know anything about surfing, this is pretty awesome. But I rode it for about a minute, which is incredible and I'm carving up and down on this wave and I remember being on the wave like oh my gosh oh my gosh I mean I was freaking out I was like singing songs I was like losing my mind it was so epic and I was going up and down so it took me all the way into the shore so I get to the end of the shore and this guy walks up to me he goes hey bro great wave and I was like I know thank you so much And he was like I caught the whole thing on video could I send it to you I was like absolutely so he caught this whole video and he did it in slow-mo of me carving this wave up and down. So I have that documented, this video of me surfing. But what happened in that moment, as that one minute, was I feel like I entered a different world. Like something connected at a very deep level. And it just blew my mind. Connected me to something so much greater. You know, there's this childlike wonder in each and every one of us. I mean, just do this. Just go outside and look up to the stars and just like, wow. You know, go go on a mountaintop. Go for a hike. Go on a mountaintop. Go find a lookout and just look over the valleys. Go look over the trees. You know, uh, stand at the foot of a high-rise building and just be inspired by the grandeur of that building. Like, uh, visit an art museum or, or go to a concert, eat at a highly rated restaurant that uh, uses like the best quality foods and, and or, or drink a, an amazing glass of red wine. Uh, you know, listen to a baby laugh or, 
you know, just watch kids play in the park. I mean, I love sometimes just watching kids play in the park as Mika's kind of playing around. It's just like, it's so awe-inspiring, so free, so joyful. Jump in the ocean and allow the wave to just run over all of you, right? All of these things and, and, and so much more. I, I mean, you could you could insert your thing into there. Maybe it's amazing conversation. Maybe it's a long kiss or a hug or reuniting with a friend, right? They all expand our imagination they point us to a deeper reality that lives inside of us something is connecting inside of us and here's the thing my my time around the world has absolutely confirmed this it doesn't matter if you're you're rich or you're you're poor it this thing is inside of all of us and it's one of the fundamental things about being human beings Uh, But what we do, here's the interesting thing, but what we do with that reality matters, with those feelings matters. And around the world and here at home, what people end up doing is they have taken those feelings and they've tried to commercialize them. Like all world religions are trying to reconcile this thing that's inside of them, which is really cool in one moment and just like desperately sad in the other. This is where you get cults, right? This is where you get all the different world religions is they're trying to reconcile this feeling, this desire that we are otherworldly or that that reality lives in us somehow. And here's the interesting thing. God did something he, did, he created something in the heart of all mankind from the beginning of time. He made us in his image. And actually in Genesis, this is pretty cool, but in, Jim, in Genesis, the, the way it says it there, it says, he made us in our, O-U-R, image. Father, Son, Spirit, creating us in his image. And this is an incredibly powerful thing. This is the story of all creation. In all of creation, it honestly starts with good news. I was awakened this week by that reality. It's like, wait, our story doesn't start with bad news. Our story starts with very good news and a very good God in a very good place with, with all of his creation and all of his goodness all around us. We walked and we talked with God. We basked in his goodness, which it just, it just surrounded us. And then, and then, we are met with a temptation. Live in God's good world in the midst of God's glory or try to be God. <laughs> try to be God. That was what was happening at the tree of good and evil. God says, here's a choice. Satan tempts and says, he's just trying to hold you down. Connect with that thing inside of you and you can be God. That is what was whispered into the ears of humanity. And we sinned and we failed. And we continue to do that even to this day. You know, we took this eternity 
and we that was made to expand our worship of our glorious and glorious God, and we consumed it like we consumed just about everything else. And that's bad news. We start off with good news, with God creating us in his image. And this is where this idea of eternity is, is in us. And then we took that and we made it about us. And sin invades our world and fractures all that God has made good. And, and here's what Solomon in all of his wisdom is pointing us to. He's pointing to the good and the glorious thing that aligns with our heart, right? And that there's an eternity in our hearts, in our lives. But there's a huge responsibility on our end. Worship the eternity in us or the one who is eternally good and great. Like we, we, wor- we can worship that feeling. That's happening all the time in our culture, right? This, this whole thing that it's all about you and your truth and my reality, you be you. Like those are toxic messages that are all around us. And to be honest, people are buying it. Maybe you are hook, line, and sinker. Don't. Don't. We were created to worship the one who is eternally good, eternally great. And this is where Solomon is trying to lead us all throughout this book. This is where Solomon is trying to lead us. He is pushing us out of these human realities, the things that keep us so tethered to earth and trying to expand our imagination That's why he uses this term over and over and over, vanity of vanities, meaningless. Everything's meaningless. He repeats this term 30 times in this book because what he's trying to do is he's trying to take our eyes off the the things of this earth that we have said are the most important, and he's trying to place them on the one who created all things. And not that earth is bad. Remember, he created all of earth and all of earth was made for his glory. And he said it was good. Sin corrupted. But don't forget, he is making a new heaven and a new earth for us. So it's not like earth is bad. That was Gnosticism. You read about all about that in the New Testament where we separate the the soul, that is the spiritual, which is the good thing, right? And, and earth, and it's the bad thing, except here's the complicated thing. God comes to earth and becomes human, one of us. He comes to earth and he redeems all of that. He redeems death. He resurrects from the dead, And Jesus, what Jesus does is he allows us uh, access to have more than just eternity in our hearts, but he's also saying, Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the passage with Colossians 1.27 that we just went through in in the last episode. This is what Jesus has invited us into as a result of his death and resurrection, radically shifting and changing all all that we have commercialized because eternity in our hearts today prepares us for eternity with God forever 
And it's just that thing inside of us, this longing, this movement that's propelling us to the heart of God. But if we're not careful, we consume it and we make it all about the feeling, which is not what, honestly, which one is exactly what Satan would love for you to do. And he's, he's done it masterfully all around our world. Don't be, don't be strayed by this. So the question is this, how are you experiencing eternity in your hearts? And how are you worshiping God in the midst of doing that? Father God, we love you. Today we experience your glory, this eternity that you've birthed inside of us that connects us, union with you. Thank you for your son Jesus who solidifies it through his death and resurrection. So, take a breath, reflect, Believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Till next time, cheers.